What's up, YouTube and I? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price top 10 for the week ending 9-4-2022. Holy cow, we are in the end game. We're in September. Man, September. And it's been hot as balls. Speaking yeah. of hot lists, yeah. we got a hot one for you today, boys and girls. Uh, while you guys are congregating, let's get some uh, two minutes to late night. little metal 90s EDM kind of thing. I okay. freaking love it. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. good yeah that last jam that's sandstorm by derude if you don't know that's like one of the best techno songs of the 90s quite possibly ever dare yeah, i say very popular derude sandstorm but i digress laura is back ladies of the long box it was good to people hi guys yeah i'm glad to be here i was a little bit rushed at the last minute but i'm always excited to be a part that's of it You're justin's replaced you are now on our <laughs> six o'clock show every tuesday it's official you've been knighted well i mean we lead you we, you got your show on <laughs> six thirty. Keep you too long, Dark Side Jedi. So what's good to the people? Hey, hey, hey! It's been a minute. I was uh, down for the count for a week and a half, so uh, feeling better, and I am back. I know you. I felt like me. I was down and out. It was one hundred and five degrees average here over the weekend. <laughs> but a few thunderstorms it's here and there. Oh, cool by the way, a bit. oh God, I'm so over it. But I digress. Let's get this party started. Pumpkin boys, spice lattes is... are coming. Oh, they're already here. <laughs> oh, are they? Trust Jesus. Me. My girlfriend is oh my all God. about that. Okay, Christmas is soon, then, I guess. As shit, man. Shit. I saw response by our friends over cover price through price guides, collections, and trends. Check out our friends' cover price. Uh, you can sign up for the low price of a McRib, which, Laura, if you see ever see McRibs in our live chat, there's a method to the madness there. When the McRib, we, we use McRibs as currency on the show. So. I was wondering about that. Okay. 
Yeah, this show is also sponsored by our friends over at MySlabs. If you want to sell any high-end books over $60,000, hit up MySlabs. 0% seller fees on over $60,000 books. Not too shabby if you ask me. If you're tired of paying 10, 15, 20%, join at 1%. Revolutionist. So let's get things started, boys and girls. This is the cover price top 10 selling books. Hop trending books for the market ending september 4th right around there let's get things started laura you get the graces first what do we got for the runner-up this week all right so runner-up at number 11 the amazing fantasy number 1000 j scott campbell virgin one in 100 ratio this came out in 2022 the cover on this book is explosive the dynamite artwork positions spider-man an exhilarating plummet off some buildings uh, J. Scott Campbell delivers another winner as we celebrate Spider-Man's 1,000th issue of Amazing Fantasy. On top of the great artwork, this book reintroduces the Witch Queen, debuts a new villain, Conspiridon, and also a new hero, Rhino. Not that one. <laughs> the latter is a never-before-seen story about a hero created and written by the late Mike Pasculo. We tracked 11 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 97%, with a high sale of 110 for a raw copy. However, the current fair market value has since settled at $77. I, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I don't see anything exceptional about this cover. I'm this sorry. is a standard Spider-Man cover. I mean, you've seen this. I, I've seen this cover a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, I, I always cool, said. I, mean, I guess it's got some cool. Jay Scott Campbell's little. Draws women Cross wonderfully. Hatching. Yeah, but when he draws men, meh, you know, but you know, it's, I guess it's because it's Conspiridon's first appearance and it's a virgin one in 100. So it has that going for it. The but. pelvis area is off a little to me. It's a little too long, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's not blowing me away either. Feet are a wee bit pointy too, I, I might say. Uh, yeah, mm. we're going into life field territory with those feet. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> we stamped this book enough. <laughs> but hey, it's not for the cover. It's for, it's a one in 100 and it's a first appearance. So there you go. Conspiridon. Coming in, runner up. Let's get right to it. What do we got for the top 10, Ryan? Top number one. Oh, yes. This is Batman 609. Mm. This is a issue. It features the first appearance of Thomas Elliott, who later becomes Hush in issue 619. The Batman director, Matt Reeves, who recently signed a new contract with Warner Brothers, has spoken on the record about wanting to introduce Hush into his Batman universe while also adding a hush Easter egg in the media campaign for the Batman. Between the Joker, the Court of Owls, and now Hush, not all can be in the next film, or can they? Regardless, Thomas's first appearance is in this issue, and it's trending with 17 copies sold. It had a seven-day uptick of 88%, and it had a high sale of 195%, or I'm sorry, $195 for a CGC 9.8. And you can get fair market value still around near mint, 38 bucks. That's a fire cover. To I love Batman. this cover. Yeah. I love this story. This is one of the best Batman stories. Yeah. I haven't seen the read the Hush storyline and I, I don't like Batman at all. So shoot me. Anyway, on <laughs> uh, our channel list is Batman number 609 from 2002. Uh, man, DC and is such a, the only thing I know for sure about DC is we have black Adam and Shazam coming and yeah. probably Batman. Too. You know what? Uh, hey, F the justice league. Let's get the justice society going. Come on. Let's get that going, please. Shout it out to the Hilltops. Yeah. JSA. JSA. I would love to see the Spectre <laughs> just pop on screen, too. That would be dope. But anyway, number 10 on the list, Batman number 609 from 2002. What do we got for number nine, Laura? 
All right, number nine, we got Power Rangers Unlimited, the Whoa. Death Ranger number one, the Derek Chu version one in 25. This also came out in 2022. The Power Rangers are iconic, having spanned decades with a particular emphasis on fantastic covers as of late. Fans have been grabbing up any new first appearances in the ever-expanding Ranger world, like in this book, with the full introduction of the Death Ranger. Dark we know, but dang, it is sweet. There are a lot of backstories to dig into when it comes to the Death Ranger and the being behind the mass spark on former Omega Rangers, so we encourage you to dig a little deeper. It's worth it. The community seems to agree with that sentiment as we tracked 11 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 156%, with a high sale of $85 for a raw copy and a near-mint fair market value of 52 bucks. Every now and then we'll just get a random Power Rangers book on here, like a Turtles so, book. So, Tim, or, I have a yeah. question. For someone who's into, like, I know Kaiju is, like, more like the monsters, but what would the equivalent of, like, the oh, robots and, like, the, the fighting well, it's villains not, in the it, 70s, yeah. like those shows? It's not mecha. It's, um, there's a word for it for these kind of... Um, but is this um, is what it emulates, right? The Power Rangers. Correct. This was a Japanese kind of show thing. that an American company got, and they would just cut it up, and then Power Rangers was born. Um, there's a, there's a Japanese saying for the type of a series it's called. Yeah. It's not really mecha. It's slash kaiju, but it's it's they're basically like Ultraman if you think okay. about yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking of Ultraman. Yeah, and there and there's a Japanese saying for that too. Um I didn't really get into Power Rangers. I was already getting laid, getting drunk, and doing drugs <laughs> already at that age. You know what I'm Jeez. saying? When they first came out, like my little brother loves Power Rangers, right? And all the crazy the Zord stuff, you know what I'm saying? But I never got into it, but I was like, you know, whatever. Uh hey, whatever floats your boat, man. Super Sentai, maybe, maybe Hawaiian uh, Punch, our homie from uh saying it's Super Sentai something. Um yeah, there's like a whole thing. I uh, what I will say is, in the same vein, I absolutely love Ultraman and all the iterations of it, right? If you ever seen the live-action Ultraman, which are a bit more, I guess, adult than the Power Rangers are, I mean, you know, it's just kind of weird when my little brother was watching, I'd come home you know, from work or whatever, and I'd see him, and I was like, what are you watching? What is that? It's like, is that for real? I was like, all right, anyway. Hey, man, everybody has their thing. Every generation has their thing. All right. What do you got for number eight on this? Hey, it's not Laura's uh, hey, book, book, but it's- yeah, it's just again keeps coming and coming and coming. Eight billion genies. It's been on here eight billion times. It's eight billion genies. Like Number one. Um, hey, fans continue to pick it up, so it's gonna continue to be on the list. Uh, each subsequent release keeps collectors engaged and wanting to go back to the main cover for issue number one that started it all. We tracked 19 copies sold this week. It had a seven-day uptick of 93% and a high sale of $200 for a CGC 9.8 and you can still get them for about 50 bucks and they're out or, there. You, or you can get the uh, Bird City Comics uh, Virgin variant uh, variant that's mm, going for it's it. on the raw or on <laughs> the rare uh, web web yeah it's on the recalled comics under yeah. rare comics yeah. so yo, this Fancy. is the little book that can this is it's always on our list and it's just plugging away. I mean, just wait till we get actual live action confirmation trailer. So this really upsets me because back early on, I became a Charles soul fan. So do you remember the story letter 44? It was, um, I think it was Omni. O N I was the, was the, uh, press. Oh, anyway, Oni, it, was, yeah. it, was a, it was about Oni a press. Yeah. It was a story about the incoming president and he got a letter from the outgoing president saying that there was an alien invasion coming and 
Um, they had a there was a, a group of space uh, I don't know what you call them I guess astronauts whatever out there going towards it to see what what was going on beyond some asteroid belt. Anyway, it was a phenomenal story, but like you have books like that, and then you see like Charles Soule and these guys blow up, and it's like these old books never get the attention they really deserve, and they're really good issue good stories. So, well, anyway, apparently, I mean, if Hollywood ever, you know, options it, you never know. Got, you know, the whole idea is to get your foot in the door, right? Some more of your projects can become yeah. greenlit and, you know, more importantly, made. Because there's tons of stuff that get greenlit. Um, remember uh, God Country? Yes, yep, that was yep, greenlit two, three years ago. And I don't even think there's a script done yet. Um, or maybe, I don't know, it was during the pandemic. It's all such a blur now, but I, I refuse to say his name because then I'd have to do the graphic. But <laughs> 8 Billion Genies, number one, showing up at number eight. What do you got for number seven? All right, number seven, we have Web of Spider-Man, number 118, the direct edition from 1994. Uh, Hasbro may be in trouble with a recently leaked image on the back of a game of trouble. Fans got treated to a surprising image of Scarlet Spider, also known as Ben Riley. With this leak, Scarlet's first appearance in this issue has flown off the aftermarket shelves. Of course, the film's screen time and the specific focus on the many Spider characters will vary, but Ben has a recognizable look and notorious storyline. We tracked 16 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 139% with a high sale of 127 for a near mint raw comic and a near mint raw fair market value of 110. Holy cow. I can't believe yeah. Ben Roddy's going for that much. I think at one point I had like five or six copies of this because every it was always at my LCS with like a ten dollar book, you know, and I was like, ah, I'll grab it, you know, whatever. Um and I will be rocking that vest as soon as the weather allows me. I, I have this Ben Riley uh, hoodie vest, which is really you weird because saying that, but I've yet to see it. Well, it's been hot here, Laura. It's 105 degrees. I'm gonna be sweating in a sweater vest. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what All weather right, is so, for a sweater vest? When do you wear that? When is it appropriate? Well, when it's cold, because then you can wear long sleeves underneath it, right? You know what I'm saying? Okay, maybe. layer up. You know, yeah. layer up. That's what I'm saying. So number Keep seven on this web, Spider-Man number one eighteen. <laughs> I would say go got go out and get Spider Punk. Go out and get Spider-Man India, all those characters. You know, this just film go is out and buy every huge. comic book out there. Just go out yeah. and buy everything. Well, I think all of them are priced out now. I mean, especially Spider-Man India and uh, Spider-Punk. Remember, when Justin and I went to WonderCon, we looked all over the floor for our first Hobie Brown. I think it was his name. Uh, Spider-Punk. Hugh Hubert. Hugh, Hobart Brown. Hobart, I think Hobart, it was yeah. yeah, Hobart Brown. And nobody had a copy. I was like, yeah, that's right. People know stuff. There's no secret anymore. Anybody telling you like they're the spec master or whatever. Hey, man, I tell you right now, if you think you spec it, somebody already has. And it's already gone. So number seven on the list. What was Spider-Man? Number 118. What do we got for number six? Detective Comics 1063. The Yoshitaka Amano. One in 25. Amano's most notable work was last year's Harley Quinn number one. But taking it a step further, Amano delivers a mesmerizing ratio cover that captures an abundance of emotions. The contrast, the colors, the subtle creature shadows truly encapsulate what seems like a dark night and morning. We tracked 16 copies sold. It had a seven-day uptick of 150% with a high sale of $76 for a raw copy. And we can find near mint uh, fair market value for around $38. That is a really pretty cover. I like it. It does. It looks like it's literally drawn in with like, you know, crayon or pencil. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's I like, really yeah, it's subtle, brilliant. but I'm digging it. Yeah. 
it absolutely looks gorgeous. It's like um, colored. Is that a first appearance? Is it a first appearance as well? Or just uh, don't cover? I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not up to date. I have to defer mm. to the chat. Yeah, it's good to see some DC on here for a change, right? Yeah. I mean, geez, can Marvel can't dominate everything. <laughs> as I say that, you know, D23 is coming up this weekend and people are going to lose their minds again. You know, look, I mean, DC just, uh, look, they're uh, whatever. We got The Rock to save us. Come on, Rock. Rock. Yeah, too bad all the first parents in that. Well, besides Adam Smasher, all like uh, Silver Age and Golden Age characters. You're like, oh, man, I thought I can buy some. All right. Halfway through the list, boys and girls, let's hear from our sponsor, MySlabs. Tired of paying 10, 15, 20% or more? Join the 1% Revolution. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20%, or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace, by collectors, for collectors. All right, so we go from Tech Tuesday Comics number 1063 to some twerkage. <laughs> yeah, okay, this essential, sensational She-Hulk number one from 1989. And just like that, She-Hulk is back in the top 10. She-Hulk ruffled some feathers last week, while others are cheering on the controversial moment as they feel it hits the tone of this series. Uh, we'll have to elaborate on that part in a few minutes. She-Hulk finds her specific tone and style in this series that has carried uh, through her numerous comic book iterations and provided inspiration for the Disney Plus show. While many are chasing She-Hulk's first appearance, her second series, Meta Aware, and third wall breaking first issue has garnered much interest. We tracked 26 copies sold at a seven day trend of 92% with a high sale of 200 for a CGC nine, six with a near mint fair market value of 36. Tiva, what do you think of the twerking? I have no problem with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it's first of all, people clutching their pearls took it way out of context. It was yeah, a, it was yeah. a bonus. It was a end credits scene. Right. But if you watch the entire show though, it kind of made sense because there was a there was one uh, the guys on there. He got duped in it thinking he was um, actually dating <laughs> Megan the Stallion, right? But it ended up being a scroll who shape changed. So it was all like you know poking in fun. But come on, if you're taking She Hulk that seriously, get a get a yeah, grip get on a light. dude. Get, she, yeah, the comic she breaks the fourth wall continuously walk. before Deadpool did. So it's kind of like you know it's 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 there. It's it's I thought it was hilarious. I to think me. people don't like Megan the Stallion. That's all. I thought it was hilarious. I was thinking to myself, Dan, the CGI dudes who had to do this, they were probably like, wow, finally something fun. Right? Did you see the, the, they showed like a behind the scenes. Yes, I was going to say that. that yeah. Funny. It's hilarious to watch the behind the scenes part, but there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Sensational She-Hulk, number one from 1989. This is the second series. Good old John Byrne. If you want it. Hey, yo, John Byrne was quite, uh, how do I say, um, Right up to the line of perviness on this series with <laughs> She-Hulk, right? I mean, there's some times where, like, uh, she's, like, half naked. There's a real some famous covers for it. But, you know, got to draw to John Byrne the way he draws women's hair. Look at that curly hair. 
Oh, gorgeous. All right, number five on the list, Sensational She-Hulk, number one from 1989. What do we got for number four? Thunderbolts, number one, Paolo Sicaria. This is one in 25, variant from 2022. And Thunderbolts are back in the headlines, as we know. And this one in 25 ratio variant is receiving some much love. It features two first appearances in Guts and Glory and Agro, the Unbreakable. Two new members of a new Thunderbolts roster that also makes its first appearance. Coupled with recent reports, uh, Florence Pugh will lead the Thunderbolts as Yelena Bova. Hell yes. And uh, the Thunderbolts title has a lot of momentum behind it. And the aftermarket is reacting accordingly. We tracked 30 copies sold. It had a seven-day uptick of of 80% and a high sale of 45 bucks for a raw copy. And uh, fair market value for near mint is around $37 right now. If you read the tea leaves and you know a Thunderbolt show is coming or series, I forgot if it's for the big screen or Disney. I think it's Disney Plus. Um, but if you read the tea leaves and you kind of know who's going to be on the team, like I can tell you, it's probably going to be White Widow, uh, USA Agent, um, Baron uh, Mord, uh, Baron Zemo, uh, maybe some other new characters. But I think we're, we, we've seen half the the team already. I think. Me thinks, um, but it, you know, it's going right. to come yeah, soon. You know, right. that's logical. Yeah. So I mean, definitely USA agent, definitely Baron Zemo, definitely White Widow. Maybe throwing some other, maybe some new characters. I don't know. We're going to find out hopefully uh, this weekend for D twenty three day. Don't expect much on D twenty three day, but the D twenty three presentation on Saturday when they do the Marvel panel, it's going to be lit. People going crazy, and I'm going to go live because I have the house to myself. I'm going to go live. Any of you guys are welcome to join me, Laura, Dark Side Jedi. We'll do it like we did. Uh, San- was it San Diego Comic-Con went live? Um, you know, what was funny is because I said, hey, San Diego Comic-Con, Hall H live reaction. And people, I had like 300 people in the live chat. Half the people there weren't even like Lords members. And they were like, I didn't know. Is it streaming here? I was like, no, it doesn't stream. I'm sorry. But we're going to do our best to tell you what's going on. So we're actually able to play some trailers too. So hopefully, I don't know how much of D23 is streaming nowadays, uh, but there is a a D23 type Hall H panel that people have to spend the night in line to get to. So I, de- whenever the one thing that Marvel does well is they reward the fans that stand in line overnight, like Hall H and all these other lines for like Star Wars celebration. And there's footage from Star Wars celebration that still hasn't come online yet. So that's good that they reward the fans that are diehard and they spend the night or sometimes Hall H is two days in a row sleeping outside just to get into Hall H. So Man, that's education. Right. So well, I'm going to go live this weekend, Saturday. Micro calendars. I don't care. I'm going to get loose with it. I don't care anymore. All right. What do you got for number three? All right. Number three, we have Trespasser number one from Alterna Comics. This came out in 2017. All it takes is an option book and the market will demand to have it part of their collection. That is the case with this book. Endeavor Content and Jason Fuchs have acquired the rights to Trespasser and aim to produce a thriller film. The story is set in a post-apocalyptic world where a farmer and his daughter receive a visit from an individual outside of this world. We tracked 10 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 276% with a high sale of 150 for a near-mint raw copy and a current raw near-mint fair market value of $89. 
All right. Just your average story of a farmer getting visited by an, uh, an alien, right? I mean, I dig it. I Also, I was talking about this last time, last week we saw this. It says one in a four-issue limited series at the very top. Marvel doesn't even do that anymore, but Marvel is the one that started it, I believe, back in the copper age with their miniseries. Um, hmm. I, I'm trying to remember if Contest of Champions did or not. One out of three in a miniseries. But if you, you know, think about Hercules and Hawkeye and all those series, uh, you know, Vision, the ones that Vision sucked, that say one in four, and then there was a fifth issue. Those are Punisher. the ones that really get you. Punisher is famously known. It started <laughs> off as a one in four miniseries, and it started off with ended up with five issues. So there you go. All right, number three on the list is Trespasser number one. What do we got for number two? Here we go. Dark Horse presents number 36 from back in good old 1990. Reports surfaced earlier this year of an alien movie being released by Hulu. Many wrote off the news as a sad end to the franchise, that is, until they saw Prey. Fans were blown away with potentially leaked aliens concept art floating around the internet. Now they are even more so. Naturally, Alien and Predator are meant to meet with their first battle featured in this book. Fans think that battle may be the natural conclusion for a Hulu trilogy, but until further notice, it's only speculation. We tracked 18 copies sold. It had a seven-day trend of 154%, and it had a high sale of $76 for a raw copy. And if you're interested in a very fine raw fair market value, it's about $11. Good luck. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you're gonna find those days of in finding this in the wild are gone. Yeah, I just watched the original Predator film like over the weekend. I told you it was hot as balls. I'm not leaving my fucking house. I'm setting my AC. It's 76. I'm using up the power grid. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm tired of this heat. And I watched Predator. It came on right, and then you know, I'm stupid though. Here's how I'm stupid. It came on FX, right? You know, FX great has great movie marathons. I'm so stupid. I could have just went on like Hulu and watched it without commercials, or at least you know. Someone living, so I just sat there and I just went through the abuse of getting, you know, every you know ten minutes getting commercials, and I said, "Fuck it, I'll record it so I can forward to it later." And then I was <laughs> like, "But it was great seeing it. That movie still shows great with Arnold and the team and going through everything." And then uh, I do believe the Easter egg in the original Predator and the Prey series is the little amulet or the little thing that the uh, Native American dude was wearing. Right? Do you remember that? I, I saw this recently and I don't remember a yeah. whole lot. I was scared. I remember somebody was talking about that's the one thing that the girl in Prey had that the guy in the Predator film had. Something in the live chat helped me out here. It's, it's, it's so he, he, the guy in the Predator, uh, the original Predator film, he's like this kind of Pathfinder type, you know, Native American kind of, he's going to get the scent down. He senses all kinds of weird shit and he clutches onto this thing uh, on his chest. It's like this, this pouch of, herbs or secret spices that they use to make Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't know. Fuck. I'm just saying. I, but I think that's the the court that what connected the girl in Prey to her would be her descendant is that cat. So that's cool, man. So number two on the list is Dark Horse Presents number 36 from 1990. Wow. Good luck finding that. I don't think there's us out there. Anywhere in the, in the wild. Uh, prove me wrong, King of the Golden State. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Alright, so uh, too bad Justin isn't here because his book is on here. Uh, number one, we have Star Wars number 26, the EM, I believe his name is pronounced Gist or Gist, uh, Marvel 2022, a book with over four new first appearances. You have Ambassador Gibbons, Major Sharon, General Poulton, and Quira's nephew, and niece John and Beverly, reclaims the top spot. While the hype for the variants of this book has slowed down, 
fans are still going after cover A strong as they aim to acquire a book with enormous potential for the next arc. We tracked 35 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 99%, with a high sale of 21 for a raw copy with a near-mint fair market value at $16. Yep. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. That's a lot of characters. There's a shove somewhere, but uh, we have Andor right around the corner. I think it starts in a couple of weeks. Super stoked for that. But yeah, I mean, telling you, man, ever since The Mandalorian, new Star Wars comics have no, never been this hot. I mean, sure, we have the every random now and then the, um, the uh, what was I going to say, the uh, Dr. Afra, right? But yeah. Prior to us seeing Ahsoka Tano and all these characters pop up into the Mandalorian, those books from like uh, um, the, you know, that showed the, the characters that were from Rebels and all these other great little Star Wars shows that are now appearing in the comic books, forget about it. Just like I always said, as soon as you see Grogu and Mando in the comics, that's going to blow up as well. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast. Read the Sarlacc tea leaves, right, Ryan? Yeah, sure, that's right. <laughs> Read the tea leaves. Oh man, I was I was just watching this. As I said, it was hot as balls over the weekend. I was fuck the power grid. I got my AC at seventy five degrees. I'm watching films at home in the dark, and uh, and I was saying, um, and I was watching. Uh, of course, during I think it was on Sunday, or it was like FX always has the original trilogy back to back to back to back. So I started with Star Wars. And I was watching like Empire and it was like just some great quotes like kids you look strong enough to rock, uh, rip the wings off a of gun dark. And I was like, God damn, that's a great line. That's, like, that's <laughs> just awesome. Right. I mean, it's all these things. And it's like and, it, you know, it's just like uh, to bad Empire or Return of Jedi. George Lucas just went a little too off with those uh, uh, special editions. I was like I was kind of annoyed by it. But, you know, Star Wars and Empire, man, especially well, if Empire. you can find a laser disc, you can get the original unedited. Oh, yeah. There you go. You know, oh, you just gotta find a player for it. This. this is my part of my VHS collection. Ah, uh, yes. Watch that on four by eleven. This is probably my favorite of all time. Look at that. I just get you going here, Laura. But what look at that. One of my favorite films of all time, dog. Oh, Excalibur. Yeah. Oh, look at that. A dream to uh, a dream to some, a nightmare to others. I love. I gotta this. watch that. I gotta that. give that another watch. Dope. It's been that years. Cover is... Yeah. You have a VCR for these? Fuck no. <laughs> I, I used to, though. Um, I used to. And then I was like, was one of the first things I bought was this Excalibur uh, VHS. And I was like, I got to have that. You know, um, I had like I had like a 36 Sony XBR TV top of line. It was like two grand. It was like a 36 inch CRT TV that took two of us to carry. It was so fucking heavy. Um, Sony XBR was like a top of the line. And then uh, I got an S video VHS player. Because I used to work at Fry's Electronics, so I used to get all these at discounted prices, and I would buy four models. S Video was a connector that was a step above RCA jacks, so you would get clearer. You know, nowadays it's H. Forget it. I won't get started. But look it up, boys and girls. S Video on VHS. Well, let's get things uh, wrapped up here. Laura's got a show at six thirty, so make sure you join the girls over nearing Nirvana. Don't worry, we get we're going to send you guys over there. So we will support the ladies. Laura, any last words? Uh, no, make sure you are following Bird City Comics. We are actually we just showed an image today of a. Mario Kart homage we're launching this Friday. So any Mario Kart fans out there. Oh, yeah. Mark me down us. for 10 there copies, please. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, 11 for me. All right. Um, <laughs> thanks, Laura. Uh, we will uh, see you uh, send all the folks over to you in about uh, a minute here after we sign off. Thank you for coming on again, and Laura. Go sub check out the girls at Nearing Nirvana. They're doing Warlock tonight. Is that right? That's right. Nice. Warlock. I just all found right, a bunch you. of Warlock books in my 
stack I was looking at that I need to send to CGC. So Ooh, famous last words of Ryan. <laughs> when's, the, when's the last CGC submission you did? Uh, the one before when we went to San Diego. Holy shit! That was like two years. A year ago. ago. That was a year ago. A year ago. All right. Yeah. It you was submitted in September, so it finally showed up. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm one to say I have a bunch of stuff I have to send off, but I we digress, man. You got head over to Nirna or Rana until Tuesday, Thursday, boys and girls. We do the Shaker Show, and then I may go live for D23 Day for sure. This Saturday, I'm gonna go live with the Marvel presentation and possibly Star Wars and whatever the geek goodness that we have. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in the long boxes. Peace out.